This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're pleased to welcome Jim Bradburn back to Valley Views. Jim is a retired architect who came to the Valley in uh, 2004 and upon retiring uh, was able to pursue some of his hobbies, including astronomy. He's currently president of Dark Skies and has been instrumental in leading the Dark Skies team in the Wet Mountain Valley community to the IDA Dark Skies designation. Uh, Wet Mountain Valley, as you know, has been in the national news on uh, NBC with Harry Smith, CNN, New York Times, just to name a few. And today we're going to focus on uh, the organization and the latest quest, which is Dark Skies Reserve. Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gary. How, how was it meeting with Harry Smith? He kind of seems like your kind of guy. <laughs> Harry, I, it was like you're meeting your brother. I mean, for me, it was, it was wonderful, actually. He's just a terrific guy and very inquisitive at the same time, very uh, soft-spoken and... It was just a lot of fun, actually. You know, during the recent eclipse, there must have been several hundred people sharing the experience down there by the Smoky Jack Observatory. And uh, aside from celebrating a significant uh, scientific phenomena, it just was a community event, it seems to me. It was a great community event, actually. We had well over 100 people there, and, uh, and we're all looking at the same thing, which was the sun and the moon coming across it. But you don't get to see that very often in your lifetime. And even though we didn't get totality here, which was disappointing, and we didn't, but we didn't have to drive through thousands of <laughs> miles of, of, of uh, traffic jams to see it either. But it was quite a spectacular event. And as you say, it was quite a social event as well. Everybody was out there borrowing each other's glasses and taking a look at the sun. It was it a lot was, of fun. It was just sort of a, a lot of fun. On the bluff. That was cool. It so was cool. The, the Dark Skies designation has brought a number of visitors to the valley. Uh, how do folks describe the experience of really seeing the Milky Way for the first time? I can only imagine if they happen to hit that perfect night. Well, the big word is wow. <laughs> never seen anything such like this. Never, ever experienced this in my life. Those are the kinds of the quotes that we get. And for us that have seen it every night and get and it gets commonplace almost, you've got to realize that about 88% of the country have never seen the Milky Way. So when they come up here from front range or from other parts of the country which they do or even overseas and they get the chance to see the milky way like this it is spectacular it is a fundamental life-changing event you know it's quite spectacular if one looks to the south on a nice day where the stars right on the horizon are as bright as those in the sky it's just an unusual event now how about the economic impact i suspect these folks come and uh, probably spend a little money there this is a nighttime event they have to probably stay here the night well there's no suspicion there they actually do they <laughs> stay the night it's what we would characterize as very low impact tourism these are people that come stay up all night long or a portion of the night looking at the stars go find a room at one of our local innkeepers places have a have a breakfast in the morning and then leave <laughs> and you can't get any better than that in terms of economic impact but we're actually doing a study now of trying to assess the exact numbers that are coming mm -hmm. we can tell from the uh, the log, if you will, down at the observatory where these folks are from. And there's a lot of people from out of town that are coming. So we know it has an impact on the local economy. Now, do you remember the first time you looked through a telescope? Oh, yeah. What What was that? 
Well, I lived in Southern California, and we saw about four stars in the sky <laughs> where I lived. And I remember looking at Venus for the first time through a little tiny telescope that my dad gave me when I was 10. And that uh, sparked an interest that led to us, my father and I, going out camping at place called 29 palms which at the time was there was nobody there it was out in the desert getting him up at two in the morning to take a look at saturn he said he was impressed and then he went right back to bed (laughs) (laughs) now uh it's no secret that you uh currently have quite the sophisticated telescope i've had the pleasure of looking looking at that what are are you doing some of that these days and if you are what what would you be looking at well what i like to look at is very things that are very far away meaning they're 40 million light years, the meaning the light left the object 40 million years ago. And most of these are galaxies or nebulae uh, in our own galaxy. And they are hard to photograph, but they're a lot of fun, a big challenge, particularly if you try and do them in color. That's what I do. Most of the time I'm fighting Copper Gulch Road, which has a lot of dust, and the dust somehow finds its way onto my <laughs> onto my mirror or whatever. But that's what I'm doing. I'm still doing it. I love it. It's a great – and it's something you can do here because of the conditions we have in this valley. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Dark Skies Reserve. Now, yeah. as if the effort to make this a Dark Skies community – is that the right term? Well, the Dark Skies community is what the two towns are. That's right. They're listed as a community. And, and you and you spent some, some amount of years uh, – putting that whole thing together, I suspect. It really was. It was a community-wide effort, but it took some time because initially Dark Skies was thought as somebody was going around telling everybody to turn off their lights. And when I joined the organization back in about 2006 or so, we all agreed that that wasn't what we were really about at all. We were really about preservation of the dark skies, and we really wanted people to shield their lights, not turn them off. And that's the same today. And so... When that educational process finally took hold and found favor amongst most people throughout the valley, that's when we decided to see if we could get the two towns to become an international dark sky community. So it took a, it took a lot of effort. And this is a pretty special thing because, uh, as I recall, there's uh, are there are there nine or eleven uh, dark skies communities. Yes, at the time we were the, if I recall right correctly, the seventh in the United States and the ninth in the world. Mm-hmm. And so today there are more other communities um, in the United States and around the world who are, have a, are achieving the same thing. town of Lewiston, Idaho, is attempting the same thing as we mm-hmm. speak because they have some really nice dark skies up there as well. But we have a real special spot here because this valley is so preserved by the ranching community. We are very dark here, and we have these two mountains on either side of us that block the light from three and a half, four million people that live just the other side of the wet mountain valley. So, mm-hmm. so what what is the difference between a dark skies uh, c- community and and this next level that you're uh, trying to uh, yeah. enact, which is the dark skies reserve? Well, that's a good question. There is a, quite a bit of difference. The reserve is meant for a very special, large area. It has to be somewhere close to 120 square miles or larger. Mm-hmm. Um, can't sure about that, but it, it's a much larger area. It has to have a core area that is very dark, and we're working with the Beckwith Ranch to achieve that part of it. It needs also to have an overall 
uh, commitment on the county zoning and planning organizations to make sure that those dark skies are are maintained throughout the years, and that's the purpose for the meeting coming up on the 11th. And then it also has to have community <coughs> community um, uh, support, and we think we have that by virtue of what the support we got from the community designation. But the reserve is is quite special, and there's very few of them. There's none right now in the United States. So there's always some opposition to things like this. What what does a complaint look like to to perhaps this reserve proposal? Well, I don't know specifically what it is, but I think it it centers on the idea that since we are we have a present zoning planning and zoning ordinances and included in there are some language that says that it defines what a dark sky compliant fixture is and then it says that in the PUD portion that lights should not trespass across to other people's properties and they shouldn't pollute the night sky. But that's about it. And so we're asking for a little, a little stronger regulation in there, a little more uh, of the same thing that's already there. But it could be looked upon by some that that's just another, you know, regu uh, regulation that they don't want the government intrusion in their life. We, we try and look at it in a different fashion. We say to folks that back in the late 70s, the planning and zoning ordinance, at the, at the urging of actually the, the uh, ranching community, put in an ordinance that says that you couldn't subdivide your property in anything less than 80 acres. Mm -hmm. That was very, very restrictive. That took a lot of property rights away from people and said this is, this is what you can only do. The result of that is that we have a valley now that's still ranching, it's still open. It's still not polluted with people all running all over the place. It doesn't get covered up with suburbia. And I think that's a wonderful legacy that that happened. But it was a very restrictive regulation in the planning and zoning. We're asking for something far less than that. We're asking simply that we put in enough language that says future lights, future, I have to emphasize that, be covered up, be, be have a shield on them mm -hmm. so they don't pollute the night sky. That's all we're asking for. Mm -hmm. On your website, uh, there are uh, some really nice examples of the uh, sort of the technology, what the what the lights looked like, and right. what, uh, so in in case people are interested in that. Right. And, and what is that uh, website? It's ColoradoDarkSky.org. Okay, good. And let let us remind people that the week after this uh, program airs is the uh, county planning and zoning. Uh, committee? It's the Planning and Zoning Commission. 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 And uh, you said that was uh, December 11th at 1.30 is the meeting. That's correct. And I believe that's in the, uh, probably in the courthouse. I assume that's where they meet. I think that's where they meet. Okay. Pretty sure. And uh, I understand the commissioners are, are planning to attend that to uh, to hear some of this. That's my understanding as well. Yes. That's good. These these meetings are uh, open to the public. So, so folks... Uh, to show their support, could attend if they liked. I would appreciate it very much if they would. That's good. Uh, let me back up just a little for those who perhaps uh, don't know the whole story. What was the original impetus for Dark Skies, the, the, the group? Well, it started with uh, a lady by the name of Smokey Jack, and that's the name of the observatory. And unfortunately, I never met Smokey. She, mm -hmm. she died back in 2004 about the time that we finally moved into the valley, although we've been here since 96, and I've been climbing in this valley since the 70s, late 70s. But nonetheless, I never had the chance to meet her, but she started this program to try and preserve, basically, the night sky. 
She thought it was an asset worth keeping, and we agree. We think this is something that we can keep with minimal restrictions on anybody's lives, just simply covering the light so it doesn't go up in the sky, such that it drives people to come and see this asset that's overhead and mm-hmm. spend money on our town. We think that's a no-brainer, really. But It's um, true. And the, the thought about uh, keeping the light from going up, I, I'm remembering flying into Chicago at night. <laughs> and it's just an amazing amount of light that's not really doing what it's supposed to, I suspect. He, it's, I, I don't know what I think. It's about 60% of all light that comes from light fixtures that are outside is absolutely wasted energy. Mm-hmm. When you do fly over at night and look down and see all the pretty lights on the towns, every one of those photons is wasted energy. It's interesting that you mention this because one of the things that when Harry Smith was here, he said, you know, it's, it's nice that you've turned your town dark. And I said, no, we haven't turned the town dark. So he and I drove down Main Street at night, mm-hmm. and it's as lit up as ever. Mm-hmm. But we went up 96 mm-hmm. until we got up high, actually close to where you live, Gary. And we looked back down, and both towns had gone away. <laughs> they were gone. So the, the dark sky is for light going up in the sky. It's not for light going down on the ground where we need it. How does this community compare to the other Dark Skies communities? Do you have a sense? Are, are some of them darker than others? Or I mean, I'm sure every place is different. Oh, they're all different, and they're all different ways of doing it. Some communities are, are heavily polluted. It's just that they've now enacted a process to mm-hmm. become less dark, uh, become less uh, polluted, become more dark, I should have said. And as a consequence, the dark, International Dark Skies has awarded them that designation. Mm-hmm. But as a community, I bet we are, again, we are one of the darkest from above of any communities around. And since we live in a valley that's already very dark naturally, mm-hmm. the combination is just why people are coming to see us. I mean, they just can't believe they can see the Milky Way right in our own town. It is. I've, I've had the chance to be in the Fort Davis area where mm-hmm. McDonald Observatory mm-hmm. is. And uh, in the 70s, first time I saw that, it was hmm. tremendously dark. But now, through population, uh, it's, right. not, it's not like I remember it for right. certain. And I'm sure, it's, I'm sure well, it's changed. The same thing here. I mean, we've all, you and I have lived here a while. I've been here, you know, over, well, I've been here since the 70s. But you keep seeing lights popping up mm-hmm. on the valley floor. And I'm sure the ranchers have noticed that as well. And, you know, those lights, if you can see them, that means they're polluting the sky. And and all we ask for is not to take get rid of those lights. We just simply want to cover them so they don't pollute the sky. That's mm-hmm. our only wish. Uh, let me remind folks that on uh, December 11th at 1.30, uh, Jim will be talking with the county uh, planning and zoning commission, commission. Uh, describing uh, the Dark Skies Reserve proposal. And uh, you're welcome to attend. Uh, Jim, it, uh, the time goes fast. I'm afraid we're out of time. But thanks for, uh, thanks for stopping by. And thanks for all the effort uh, from you and your group to keep this place special. Well, I appreciate that, Gary. And I do, on behalf of all the group that works with me, the Dark Skies Club, I think it's really a wonderful thing that they're doing. And if you haven't had the chance, make sure you get out to the Smoky Jack Observatory. Anybody can set up a, a visit there. And it's, uh, it's uh, quite special. My name's Gary, and this is Valley Views. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. 
Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 